Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters, and today I'm joined by Matt and Miriam from Grow Badges. And it's I'm going to try to encapsulate it in a nutshell, but obviously we'll be getting into the nitty gritty of what it is. But from what I can tell, it's basically when you used to go to um, brownies and scouts, uh, they would have badges. Like I remember, I was very bad at badges. I remember I got a needlework badge that I couldn't sew on to my uniform and I remember thinking this is kind of ironic and I was only about eight so badges for me have a kind of weird trigger point but I think that they're quite good motivators so today we're chatting with Matt and Miriam who are the founders of Grow Badges so first of all hello and welcome to the podcast do tell us a little bit about yourself and your home ed journey well um we have our three children uh, we've got 16-year-old twin boys and our 10-year-old daughter, and we have always home-educated them. In fact, we decided before they our boys were born yeah. that we were going to home-educate them. Um, and that was kind of born out of, Matt, you weren't overly happy at school, were you? You know, like not anything no, terrible, no, but didn't terrible, really but... enjoy the system. Um, and then as a teacher working in the system, um, had... I don't know some apprehensions perhaps about putting our own children into it um but it was also an ideological choice more than anything it sort of fitted in with the way that we wanted to parent um and so it just we just knew right from the beginning that's what we were going to do and that's kind of just informed everything that we did from when they were born really didn't it um no regrets have we no it's, it's turned out the boys are 16 now they've just started college in september um, one of them studying photography and psychology and English, and the other studying law and criminology and psychology, and they're both flying. So it, it feels there's been quite a bit of relief getting to this point, and that kind of oh, we've, we've got out and they're ready to go. It's been a it, overwhelmingly positive journey, but it's been exhausting, hasn't it? At points, and challenging, and at times. yeah, and. I think that reflection, we've both been very self-reflective throughout it about are we doing the right thing for our kids and kind of will they will they be able to leave home education kind of as a, a an educational structure and join the wider world and the system kind of successfully. So to get to this point, it's been, it's, yeah, definitely a, a, a sigh of relief after the GCSE results were in and, and they kind of they've secured their places at college. There's a feeling, isn't there, of almost graduation, I think, when you're a home ed parent, because I know that my son is currently doing his A-levels at home and my daughter's doing her GCSEs like split over over a few years. But she goes to college next September and my son will have done his A-level. So I consider that my graduation summer. Yes. Although I, I've, I've actually recently been hearing uh, hearing about a phenomenon where you is called home ed through it's called H-E through F-E which is when you still home ed, but your child is in further education, which I'm guessing, do you consider yourselves, I mean, I know you've still got your 10-year-old, but do you consider yourselves to still be home educating your 16-year-olds, for example, now they're at college? Um, I don't, yes and no. No, as in, not education in the typical sense. 
Um, but I don't think anything has really changed. We still feel like we're kind of supporting them with their academic education, less so now, which is is yeah. great. And I think we've got to a point where at GCSE, we both felt comfortable um, really kind of supporting them with any subject. We're kind of buying the, the books and working and learning along with them, really. Um, at A-level, it feels like it's a bit more specialist knowledge, and we feel like, especially with some of the subjects they're choosing, we're not in a place to be able to provide what they need there um so we're more supportive now aren't we Our yeah definitely is, facilitating obviously it's them. always been supportive and we've always been facilitators but obviously you've had to find the resources and and do all of that for them as well um so now it's somebody else is doing the bulk of the education side yeah. and we're just checking that they're still yeah, okay absolutely. and checking that they've got what they need and, and all of those things so it's it's not a complete change it's more of a, a slight transition a bit of a shift yeah but our approach really like to, to their education it's there's been very little academic through the years if we're honest so the only reason they did GCSEs was to secure their place at college so they just did five each because it was five they needed um They've got lots of other interests. They both they both train and compete at a very high level in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So not doing as many um, GCSEs has enabled them to train kind of two or three or four hours a day and kind of compete at national and international level there. Um, they've still been able to go out and socialise. We've still been able to have adventures as families and with friends. So really, and this is kind of – it fed into how the, the Grey Badges system was created – our approach to their education has been less academic and more about giving them the personal skills they need, we feel, to kind of thrive in life. So things like emotional awareness and self-regulation and confidence and social skills and resilience and problem solving. So that whatever subject they choose or whatever the path they want to take, they've got that skill set to tackle it. So it feels like maybe five percent we've given away haven't we really in terms <laughs> yeah. of a, the academic education but everything else in terms of kind of Support. helping them grow as people is, is is there's no real shift there is there no, no that's still the same so i'm guessing that the idea of grow badges came from the fact that when you home educate the actual curriculum kind of academic stuff is really quite a minor part. And as you say, I, I know certainly for our journey as well, it was really only when it came to GCSE levels that I thought, mm, okay, better like get some textbooks and stuff. And before that, a lot of the focus is on what I would, I suppose, classify as extracurricular, but it's basically all the stuff that school doesn't teach you when you're sitting down in a classroom. So it's all that other stuff. So yeah. for you, you saw that as an integral part of your journey and then thought, I know, let's create some sort of external motivator for some of these subjects with with badges, right? Is that how it how it tended to morph out? More or less, yeah. It's something we well, did you want to go? We first a long time ago thought about that, yes, we? yeah. So like you're saying, there's a lot out there that focuses on that academic kind of achievements, you know, textbooks and things that you can get for that progress and for those subjects, if you like, and not so much out there that is about that idea of, of growth and your your yeah your personal skills in yeah. a way your personal development so that was something that when we started looking for resources for our own children many many years ago probably when they maybe were approached sort of bo bottom end of primary age and you, you start to think or oh, we'll look at what's out there and sort of not necessarily structure but just get some ideas of things that we could do um and there just seemed to be yeah a lack of topic-based stuff and um 
yeah, things that focused on you as a person, your interests, um, your confidence, your awareness, but also your place in the world and, you know, your community and all those kinds of things that are such an important part of who you are and what you do. That idea, it first came yeah, then, really. Event, so probably it? about 10 years ago, the the kind of the worm of an idea went in. But obviously, we were very busy raising our own children and, and living life. And obviously, when they're younger, they need you more. So we had to kind of like shelve it as something that we, we couldn't actually do anything physically about it. Something we've come back to lots and chat yeah. over the years, isn't it, exactly. about how it might look? Yeah, so we've had lots of conversations about it over And what the we've years. created is very different to that original idea. It's gone yes. through kind of lots of transitions and iterations, hasn't it? Absolutely, and that's because of our, our journey, obviously, as we've gone further through home education and our experience as parents and home educators, but also you through work and the things that, you know... Yeah, we've, see, we've seen it both sides, really, because we've obviously home educated our own children but i'm i'm a, I'm a teacher um i've been a senko in the past um a forest school leader i've spent i started off in mainstream 20 something years ago and very quickly ended up in in kind of special education mostly working i've spent nearly all my career working with children who fall under the umbrella of it used to be ebd behavioral difficulties um it's now called social emotional and mental health difficulties it's generally children who don't fit into the school system for one reason or another it might be additional need it might be traumas have experienced um and throughout that i've seen this comes first. The, le- the learning, it, it can't happen until you've got young people who are emotionally stable and feel supported and feel safe and feel confident in themselves. And then everything falls into place after that. If you're missing that, it's your it's your cliched Maslow's hierarchy. If you're missing the basic needs, nothing else matters. And it's the same with their learning. If when we've got young people that come and join us, and I'm lucky now, I've seen both sides working in mainstream and some special provisions where there's still a heavy focus on academic progress, even if it's totally inappropriate for where that young person is at that point in their life. Where I've been for the last seven or eight years is, is wonderful. I don't, well, my job's great now, isn't it? I've managed to engineer my job into, um, I play in the woods with the kids, essentially. Um, there's a little bit more to it than that, but I get paid to play. Um, and the focus at the centre I'm in at the moment is very much on there, the children and the young people's holistic development and getting that right first and recognising that, until they're happy and safe, that, that learning is not going to happen. It doesn't matter how many English classes you sit them in or how many different maths teachers you throw at them. If they don't have confidence in themselves or feel loved and supported by the people they're around, um, then you're banging your head against the wall and it's never going to come. So that's the approach we've kind of taken with our our own children, isn't it? It's to make sure they're, they've got those yeah. soft skills is the term for them these days, isn't it? They've got, they've got all those skills themselves. So they're anything that's kind of thrust in front of them, of them they feel they can prepared to tackle. Mm, I've not, yeah. not heard the idea of soft skills. So I'm guessing that just means uh, like kind of touchy feely Kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. It, as opposed to mm, yeah, mm. slightly uncomfortable with that. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's essentially things you can't measure. And we've gone around in circles. We've avoided there is there's tracking in the badges system, so you can track your personal progress. If we go back to, to schools, um, there's there's lots of as mirrors and the same. There's lots of resources out there for teaching kind of traditional academic subjects, English, maths, languages, and so on. And there's lots of tools to measure progress in those. So to assess your um, reading comprehension, writing speed, your, your musical proficiency. There's not very much out there at all that I feel is particularly effective or useful as a professional um, to 
look at young people's personal development. So you've got the SDQ and box or profile and not much else. Um, and oftentimes they're used to compare young people to each other, which I feel makes them redundant in that everyone's on their own journey, aren't they? Um, so I did, I've dabbled for the last few years. I, I created a, a, an assessment tool for Forest School. I pulled that off the market because eventually it worked and it was doing well, but I, I still felt like there was a comparison there and that's not what I feel is important about it. What you're saying is really interesting because one of the questions I wanted to ask you from from what we were just saying was, I think that schools invariably focus on assessing things. Well, they focus on being able to assess and therefore being able to quantify and that then dictates what they focus yeah. on. So I would suspect that these soft skills yeah. are generally not really in the system because you just can't quantify them. So how can they do mainstream, They're just not there. They might happen accidentally but they're not there by default so part of a drive for creating the assessment tool for forest school originally was so that i could produce pretty graphs for leadership that had lines that went up um and that that justified me being able to then take those children out and do what i knew was having a massive impact what was transformative for them but without the pretty graph with a line going in the right direction it wasn't going to happen. So schools are absolutely, and understandably, there's pressure on schools. They're driven by academic progress, by league tables, by results. Um, so it's trying to shoehorn, or it's how it's how you, I'm talking about special provision now, it's pupil referral units are working at the moment. And there's, because of the nature of those provisions, there's much more focus on the young people individually. Um, so it's less of a battle there. I don't know how I don't know how that system will ever change. It's we, we could do a whole other chat about the education system generally in this country and how perhaps it needs starting from scratch. But that's that's a <laughs> that's a big that, that, more, than, more than an hour to cover that. I think there. Um, so we've been keen. We've been keen to build tracking into this, haven't we? But we've avoided any kind of comparison. That's another battle I've got in the next six months because I'm keen to be able to use this at school and in schools because it's got massive transformative value for the kind of children and young people I work with as well as everyone really but it's it, it's selling it to schools in a way that still doesn't allow them to compare Jenny and Jim to each other because they're very different people on very different journeys um, and what we've a, a big part of what underpins the Grow Badger system is kind of personal challenge it's trying to encourage people to get out of their comfort zone and to grow hence the name and it's recognizing that for you and for myself and for Miriam what we find challenging will be very different um, depending on our abilities depending on our experience depending on our skill set depending on our confidence what you might find really easy might be um, unachievable for me at the moment without significant support and vice versa. So yes, yeah, soft skills in schools, you're right. Soft skills, the term comes from things things that are difficult to measure. Um, so because they're difficult to measure and because they're not counted in league tables to measure performance of schools, they're, they're generally considered less important. So it's a bit of a kind of postcode lottery as to whether you're, whether you're, if your kid is in school, whether they end up somewhere that meets them meets their you, needs you wanted to raise the awareness of of these soft skills so you created grow badges so do you want to talk our listeners through what grow badges offer offers uh, absolutely so at the core of it it is a merit badge system so like you would find if you went like you've mentioned your brownie badge at the beginning there if you went 
into guiding or scouting or something like that. There are badges. You do activities. You get your badge. You're very happy. You've learned. You've learned something. Yeah, new, it marks your progress, doesn't it? And you've got that progress. And that, as a system, is quite effective. And you know, guiding took that from somewhere else, and then you know, that that is, like you say, it's it's a nice motivator to to have that badge. So um, I've also been involved in guiding. As a child, I was a, as a brownie and a guide, and then I've been involved as an adult as well as a, as a leader. Um, and so some of that has informed what we've done and how we've done it as well. So at the core of it, yes, it's a merit badge system. So you complete activities that count towards a challenge. And when you finish that challenge, you can reward yourself with a badge if you want to. Um, so the thing about grow badges that is we think different is that it's underpinned by this skill system. So this idea that whilst you're doing these things and you're having fun and you're trying something new, you're also building really important personal skills um, for us in our parenting and for our own personal lives. So that idea of self-improvement, of looking at yourself, of reflecting, taking control of your life. Um, think about all the different aspects of your life and what you want out of them. That's been really important for us. It's been important for us to pass on to our children. We think it's important for everybody to do um, and it helps everybody. So the the skills that we have, they're just ones that we sort of chose, seven skill areas that we've identified ourselves that we think cover probably everything, hopefully. Yeah, everything we feel. <laughs> everything that we feel is is perhaps important and useful. To, to think about so obviously the first one is you start with yourself everything comes from yourself initially so your awareness of yourself um improving yourself taking care of yourself building your confidence knowing who you are what you like what you're interested in all of those things really important to know so that's the first skill um then there's creativity obviously creativity is really important for everybody it doesn't always mean painting and drawing it's the idea of imagination and innovation and building those skills. Um, then there's being healthy. So that's your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, all about positive habits, thinking about your lifestyle, your energy, your quality of life, all of those kinds of things. Um, adventure. So that's all about fun and risk-taking, being outdoors um, and trying out new things, um, building your resilience. Um, then there's the future, future skills. So that's about your personal and professional development practical skills like DIY perhaps thinking about goals and plans and taking control of your life um, then there's community so that's about meaningful relationships empathy understanding social awareness making a difference perhaps you know through volunteering or something like that making connections with people and then the final one that we decided on was world so that's your understanding and knowledge of the world and your place in it. So looking at cultures, history, science and all of those kinds of things, um, social responsibility, having a positive impact on the world. Um, and we felt that those were what we wanted. So those are what underpin the Grow Badger system. So everything that you do through the Grow Badger system will relate to one of those skills and build one of those skills so by doing these activities you might be working on yourself you might be thinking about your future you might be thinking about the world but you're also just also doing something fun and challenging yourself and then that all links in together. yeah it all ties in together doesn't it so each so of the activities you can sorry well no it's all right so it's just we wanted it to be something meaningful so we want there to be fun and adventure and progress but also some kind of meaning that underpins it all yeah. some kind of 
progression to be made just for yourself like you say not academically not against anybody else just your personal it's your own journey yes your own journey of of where you want to be in your life what you want to do and and yeah that progress for yourself these skills underpin the grow the grow badges but they're not the grow badges or are they is it seven grow badges no there's there's two ways you can yeah there's lots of ways we try to keep it as flexible as possible you see um, so each activity, so when you complete a challenge, there's five activities in a challenge. Um, each activity is linked to one of those seven skill areas. How you approach it is totally up to you. We've got 30 different challenges at the moment. That's what we're going to launch with. We're just towards the end. We're speaking to the, the manufacturers yesterday, weren't we? We're just, we're just having the badge designs proofed, ready to be manufactured. So we're going to be launching with 30 different challenges and 30 badges. We're hoping this time next year that will be up to 100. We've tried to make sure those challenges cover, even in the 30, we've got already quite a broad range of interests. So there's something for everyone, hopefully something that people see and already like and want to have a go at, and hopefully something new that gets them out of their comfort zone. Each of the activities is linked to one of the skills. So by completing the activities, you you, you are leveling up those skills. Um, we try to make the whole system as well as flexible as possible. So you might choose, Eleanor, you might decide um, you want to work on your um, creative skill. You might go, okay, that's something for myself or my child um, we want to work on. So you might look through the challenges and try and find challenges that have got activities that are linked to the creativity skill and focus on completing those. You might not care about the skill system at all and just kind of put that to a side and go, okay, I'm just going to pick ones that look fun to me or I'm going to pick ones that have got pretty badges or I'm going to pick ones that are different and are going to make me feel a bit out of my comfort zone and challenge me. Um, we've tried to be – so we've, we've tried to make sure people can approach it in, in the way that suits them. We want it to be accessible to everyone. So very much we've been thinking about when we designed it, um, our own children, and, and how it might have been used in their home ed journey. I've been thinking about how I would use it at work with the children I work with. We've been thinking about how we'd use it together as a family. Miriam is like a unit leader for Rainbows and Brownies, thinking about how it might work having groups of children do it. Um, so it's accessible to everyone and we're keen, it's not just for children. Um, we're also keen to make sure it's accessible to everyone in, 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 in every way. So the, the challenges and the activities are designed to be flexible and be adaptable. So regardless of your previous experience or any additional needs you've got or any your current skill set, it, it's all adaptable and it's all self-assessed. I'll, get, I'll let Miriam tell you about how we're doing that in a moment. Um, we're also trying to make sure it's accessible kind of financially to everyone as well. Is, is we're, we're comfortable now, aren't we? But there's been points in the past where we've had to watch money a little bit more. And when my children were younger, there's, there's been times where we've had to count the pennies a little bit more than we, we luckily have to these days. So we still want the whole system to be accessible to everyone. So whilst there's the option to to choose to buy a membership and track your progress online and download certificates and so on, all the information for all the challenges and all the activities is on the website for free. There's no obligation to buy any badges. So 
if people don't want to, you could do the whole, you could do every 30 challenge, all 30 challenges, sorry, and not spend a penny. Um, you could also try it out. So as well as, as well as going on the website and looking at the challenges and the activities, every week we give away a free downloadable challenge pack as well. So we want, we think it's really important. We've, we've spent money on resources and things in the past, some we've a mixed success. Some things, some things are great, some aren't as, as good as you thought initially. Some just aren't the right fit for your children or yourself at that time. So we're very keen that it's, kind of value for money in, in that sense for people aren't we so you can kind of try before you buy um in terms of accessibility though it's all it, it i was saying all the challenges are self-assessed so i'll let miriam tell you about how that works yeah so as a guide we've kind of come up with some questions so you can decide whether what you're doing is a challenge for yourself so like Matt's explained it it is self-assessed you don't have to send us anything you don't have to prove that you've done anything we'd love people um, to send pictures in and tell us what they've been doing yeah, yeah. we but there's love, no obligation yeah yeah we definitely encourage people to share with us and that's there's a part on our website where you can do that um but to sort of say to yourself have I achieved this challenge you know have I completed this challenge have I earned this badge if you want to give yourself a badge um you know what is a challenge for yourself so as a guide we've kind of come up with a few questions that you can ask yourself to go okay have have I developed myself so have you learned or tried or experienced something new have you improved or built upon an existing skill or knowledge? Have you done something challenging or overcome a problem? Or have you done something that's outside of your comfort zone? And we kind of feel like if you can answer yes to any of those, then you have done something. You know, you yeah, have. You can tick that box. Yeah, you've, yeah. Yeah, you've, you've earned you've that improved. activity or challenge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've done something to make an improvement or to push yourself or challenge yourself in some way. And that's what Grow Badges is about, really, is to whatever level, you know, incrementally, just opening your worldview, learning more about yourself, learning more about the world around you, improving on these skills and, you know, making some progress for yourself and your own development. So this, and then you can give yourself a badge. So the badges themselves, the physical badges that you can buy, um, there's two different kinds of badges. You've got challenge badges and there's skills badges. So you can complete a challenge so for instance we've, we have got a challenge called creative yep um where you do five different creative things and once you've done that you could buy yourself the creative badge and that's great um after a while of doing a few challenges you might find you've actually reached we've we sort of like 10 skill points we call them yes. like, to level up the skill so if you've done 10 activities that are classed as creative then you've basically got to level one in creativity if that makes sense and then you, there is actually a badge for that as well so there's the skills badges and the challenge badges and if you have the membership subscription through our website you can also get certificates for that as well um, and that's how you can mark your personal journey if you want to like we've said you can also just do the activities for their intrinsic fun and value to yourself but for those that do like to have a reward or to have a physical You can't thing. have too many badges. Can no, you? no, absolutely. I you was going to say, it's such a, like, you don't see badges anymore, like no, proper nothing. physical badges. Yeah. When I was, when I was like early 20s, I hung out with a lot of mobs on scooters and uh, stuff, okay. and they always yeah. had badges all the way down yeah. their park. Badges everywhere. And... I think it was the last time I saw an actual badge. Actually, no, my children, I used to like to buy them badges from bookshops and you, you know you'd have like you know refugees we love refugees yes. badges and stuff like that yeah. but you don't you don't really see like you know you don't see children with no. badges it's such a shame 
Actually, yeah. I like badges. And you said yeah. it's for, like adults can do it. It's well, for everyone, so. Eleanor. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Absolutely for everyone. Yeah. I mean, we have we have sort of said we think it's particularly useful for home educators um, for lots of the reasons that we've talked about, and it's something that we would have loved to have had when we were home educating our children. That was and our we approach, were actually, wasn't it? it? Was yeah. designing something that would have been fun and useful yeah. to us. 10 yeah. years ago yeah absolutely and we will do the challenges with our own children yeah. as well a lot of them are based on things that we have already done with our children and well they've, they've helped us create lots of yeah, them yeah, yeah. they've given us some ideas yeah yeah so our 10 year old we will absolutely be doing them with yeah. her it's very much a family business in that sense <laughs> isn't it it's not just Miriam and myself that have been doing this it's very much the kids being involved in yeah. helping us design badges design, create the designs for the yeah. actual badges themselves come yeah. up with the activities yes doing sort of our our testing as yeah, well yeah, like yeah, is we... this something you would like to do and yeah definitely so it's what definitely... sort of badges have you got I know you said you've got 30 challenges and 30 badges but can you give us a, a flavor of some of the different things of course I can okay we, we we've got um if, do you want me to read the 30 off to you Eleanor that might be a, give me your top top 10 or something <laughs> um, I'll give you a random 10 shall I okay we've got a random acts of kindness badge we've got a gardening badge We've got a languages badge, we've got a journaling badge, we've got a photography badge, a green cleaner badge, a money manager badge, animal lover, cooking. Um, we've got a fitness badge, collector, astronomer, do-it-yourself, book lover, forager, vegan, circus skills, gratitude, gamer, pride, and on and on and on. <laughs> so we've tried to create a really, or we tried to make sure we've got a really broad range. So hopefully there's something that kind of, celebrates what people already enjoy or already interested in so we've tried to make sure we've got a really broad range of topics and themes and activities so that there's something that already celebrates what people might be interested in or enjoy but that there's also lots of options of new topics to explore or new activities to try I think one thing that comes through in the nicest possible way is that you're home educators because all of those badges I was like ah like Ooh, this for happy. every single one of them i because I, I i think part of me you know like i said at the at the at the start of the podcast about brownies and scouts and i i think i was expecting something like that and then you were throwing things like pride and vegan and i'm like oh yeah. wow i mean this sounds amazing. Are, absolutely it, i think it reflects our journey a bit of home ed doesn't yeah. it we've tried to so as i said it was less academic really our approach with them wasn't it like we didn't so reading, for example, we never really did with any of our children kind of any kind of formal structured reading lesson. We just read to them. We read hundreds of books, didn't we, yeah. every single day. We'd go to the library with the boys when they were little, and it got to an extent was... we'd have to take yeah, We'd have to take a sausage roll or something as a snack. We'd get there, their coat would come off, shoes their off. shoes would come off, <laughs> and they'd go and get a stack of books, and we'd be there for two or three hours reading books. So they were just surrounded by them, weren't they? Um, but what we did do... Or our approach is more more focused on trying to give them the widest range of experiences we could. Um, so what have they tried? Trampolining, horse riding, running, cycling. We, you know, I'm sure it's the same with your children. You just you keep trying things to see where they fit, what they enjoy, and it works for a while. And you think, oh, phew, perhaps we found something that is going to tick the box for them, and they're going to stick out for a while. And then six weeks later, no, actually, I'm not sure. I'm interested in this. I'd like to try that. And I think there's a terror when you home educate that you're not that you're going to somehow limit them. And so as a result, any slightest thing they want to do, you're like, yes, let's yes. do that. Let's yes. go for yes. it. <laughs> and then two weeks later, you're doing the exact same thing for something else. But that that's nice because it means you get to to our sort of position of home educating when they're sort of nearly flown the nest, and you can look back and think. 
I like there was nothing I stopped, you know, stopped them doing that. I remember when I was a child, there were so many things I couldn't do because I was at school and one thing clashed with something else and I had to yes. choose and 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 there's none of that when you home educate, right? You can just no. do what you like. So so your badges Absolutely. are very much about exposing them to new experiences and trying yeah, new things. 100%. Absolutely. It's been great for us. It's, it's, it's over the last 16 years, we've been to lots of events and tried lots of things that we absolutely would not have no. had we not had kids that were kind of dragging, not dragging us along, but kind of facilitating what they were absolutely. interested in. There's all yeah. sorts of yeah. people we've well. met conversations we've had places we've been that we just we wouldn't Absolutely. have had so it's been yeah last, rich in that way yeah last year our daughter was particularly interested in vikings uh for for some reason she wanted to know everything about vikings so we learned everything about vikings but we also ended up going to sort of workshops and days out where we're watching like reenactments and talking to people about skills that they had and it just that's something that i never would have done um, but you know, we went with my daughter's yeah. interest, and we did everything Viking and cooked Viking food and learnt about everything to do with Vikings until she went, "Oh, okay, then yeah, I'll do. I'm, you know, I'm ready to move yeah. on to something else." I know as much about Vikings as, as I want to right yeah. now, and yeah, we'll we'll move on to the next thing. So, but she absolutely loved it for that time. To, and you, you can do that; you can just immerse yourself in it. It's sewing at the time. moment, isn't it? So Sewing's what sewing's the latest thing. So. Yeah. got her focus isn't it yeah definitely so she's been making her own little felt creations yeah. and experimenting with that and and yeah. who knows what it'll be next week yeah. and that's been quite a, the magic with a journey hasn't it has been yeah. what's going to come up next There's, there are times so like when i was talking about the reading wasn't i i think that's been the only or the biggest challenge for us in home ed hasn't been facilitating things for them it's been sitting there at the end of the day with a cup of tea and just going are we doing the right thing and so when they were younger you know when they were six and they're choosing not to read because and we're still sitting there reading 10 books every night at bedtime and however many hundreds throughout the day and you've ever it's just that little niggle in the back of your head going are we doing the right thing will they learn should to they be read reading and by now <laughs> that's it and then it was caleb wasn't he blessing me i think was he seven yeah, I think he was seven. Um, and the first book he ever read was, well, the first thing he ever read was the first chapter of The Hobbit. So there was no Biff and Chip. He just, it, it, no interest in picking a book up himself. And then it was straight into it. So those little moments are then reassuring. And you're like, oh, phew, we haven't, we've not broken them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we haven't done this wrong. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I think the approach we've taken is the only people we're accountable to really is them. Um, and trying to make sure we've given them every opportunity we've yeah. been able to provide and that they're in the best position they are like you say to fly the nest and yeah off they go and it's we're seeing it with the boys now aren't we it's like we we, we see very little of them now don't we these yeah, days it's been a bit of a shift isn't it <laughs> they've both got jobs um so between college and working part-time yeah. um and, and then, then off out with their friends and they don't need you anymore do they they get on a train and go to birmingham for the day with their friends and they don't need you other than to give them money and pick them up from a train station um <laughs> But that's, I think that's been. I think that's a measure of our success, though, that they're comfortable doing that yeah. and they're able to do that and they can plan their own journey and budget their own money and sort their own food and do all those things. You know, they're becoming increasingly independent. And I think that's that's a mark of success yeah, for us. There's that good. lovely quote, isn't there? Um, that children are the arrows from which our bow are spent. And it's true that the, you know, the. As it's a sign that you raise them well when they just fly, <laughs> literally yes. sometimes yeah. fly off somewhere else. But I think know. that's what we try to do, isn't it? Is just point them in the right direction, yeah. and I've let no them. idea where they're going to end yeah. up. And let, and let them fly. Hopefully, hopefully. they go in the right way. <laughs> it's just it, it. It feels 
it feels like it's gone quickly now, doesn't it? Yeah. I think that would be the, the, the best advice I think we could possibly give people is just to slow down and enjoy it because it feels like, and the, the boys are twins, so when they were when they were born, I could comfortably hold them both in on my lap. They were, they were tiny, weren't they? They're both bigger than I am now. They're both man-sized, aren't they? Man-sized and very independent. Um, there's nothing so, yeah, like having there's nothing like having children to make you sort of existentially aware of the passage of time because you literally oh. see this creature just yeah. at, you know like looming over you that you yeah. Yeah, run yeah. in between your legs and it's yeah. unsettling. Yeah, <laughs> they need you to grow, grow before your eyes. Definitely. <laughs> so yeah. so talk, to, talk to me about the um, the actual kind of mechanics of how it would work. So is there a website that people would track? Uh, you know, track their progress on and things like that. If they wanted to to buy into the membership, rather yeah, than absolutely, doing it. it's all on our website, which is just growbadges.com. Um, so obviously, you can visit it and you can find all the information about all the activities and challenges. It's all there, and yeah. you can just do them if you want to. You don't need to create an account. You don't need to no. spend any money. It's all just there, visible. If you want to have a look through at the different yeah. challenges on offer. So then, if you're interested in the tracking, um, we have like what's called a pro 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 membership, is what we've called it. Um, it's it's only £15 and that's the whole year subscription and you can add as many children or learn well we've called them learners for one of a better word but if you were to do it as a home educating family for instance an adult obviously has to be the account holder but then you could add as many children as you like to that one account yeah. or for the same price we wanted to make sure it was kind of really good value for money so mum dad siblings step siblings yeah. cousins, cousins. Uh, anybody. Yeah. You, you can track as many people yeah. separately as you want absolutely or if you were doing it as like a home education group for instance you might put you know you might have 15 children that you want to put on there that's fine it wouldn't cost you any more um and then basically you put in the details of each individual person and then the website that Matt has very cleverly created and programmed um, automatically tracks everything that you do. So you just have to tick an activity is complete on the on the website. And the, in the background, all the magic happens and it tells you when you've completed a challenge. It tells you when you've built up the skill. Um, yeah, once your then, challenge is complete, you can download a certificate and with, it will with have that the name on. Name on. Yeah. When you've completed 10 activities in the myself skill or the creativity skill or the adventure skill, you can download the skill certificate for that level as well. Yeah. Um, you can also, if you prefer, because some people do prefer, you've done a lot of journaling, haven't you, Miriam? And yeah, the kids have done lots of journaling over the years with Miriam and tracking different things. So people, some people definitely prefer to work on paper, don't they? So all of the challenges as well, you can download um, either a PDF file to print out, it's got a, a paper-based tracker on it, or you can download each challenge as a Word document so that you can just type your own notes on or put your own photos in so we've, we've tried to make it as flexible as possible both in kind of how you approach it and how you track your progress as well that sounds amazing and it's interesting that as you were talking i was remembering that i did a podcast on uh, the high school diploma as an alternative route to exams yeah. and actually the two dovetail really nicely because the high school diploma is all about um allowing your child the learning that your child generally does all the skills that you're talking about all the skills that you have in your grow badges you you map those and they actually count towards a diploma which is you know equates across to GCSEs because one of the frustrating things about GCSEs I think is that it's so narrow in what in what it says matters so, you know I remember my children got to about 12 and 13 and we started focusing on GCSEs and they would be doing things like you know video editing or you know like um animal care stuff and i'd think and part of me 
would think, oh no, like they're wasting their time because yeah. it's not a GCSE study, so it doesn't yeah. count. Where is the value in this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's so annoying as a home educator because it's the opposite of actually how we tend to approach things right up until you get to the exam years. And actually your Grow Badger system would work super well with a high school diploma because it you could just map it straight across and be like, look, yeah. here's my yeah. certificate. This is what I've done. And then get credits for it on the high school yeah. diploma. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And this is, that, that was the... I think the frustration we had when we were looking at GCSEs with the boys, wasn't it? It's like we were very keen for them to do English and maths. Um, kind of insistent they did that, really, weren't well, they? Because English it. and maths is, yeah. is required for, for pretty much everything you ever do. After that, it, we, we just wanted them to do really as many as they needed for the next step. Not because they weren't capable or we didn't want them to do any more, but we started looking. So history for, history, for example, is something that they've both been interested in throughout the years, hasn't it? Very much so. The Vikings was one for them. Dinosaurs is always a popular one, isn't it? But um, the World Wars as well is something they were both very interested in. But then you start looking at the history spec and the curriculum for that year, and it covers none of that. It's the Civil War or it's an area of history. It's Victorian England, and it just might not be what they're interested in the same with geography there were elements of geography that they were fascinated in but then you look through the spec and again the requirements for that year were areas of geography that perhaps they weren't as interested in so it, it's frustrating isn't it like you say that the activities that you know have got intrinsic value in them you know are kind of um, transformative and developing and encouraging aren't necessarily recognized or awarded as having the value that you know they've got you know i was thinking as you were talking that <laughs> don't want to plan your whole business model for you but <laughs> if you were to incorporate some academic subjects you could revolutionize the whole education system in the uk and people instead of doing gcse's could do grow badges yeah. that would be amazing yeah what a brilliant idea oh, take yeah. over the world take over <laughs> <So the system. laughs> well this is it well underworld under the world scale obviously that we're that's where we would put things that maybe have a history kind of element to them or a science yeah, kind the of world element world. to them so there's yeah definitely definitely scope for that um but i mean the the original 30 if you well for what if about where the original 30 challenges that we've come up with they largely reflect our own sort of interests and experiences oh, yeah, and our and children's things, interests and, our and experiences and there's a mix though isn't there academic in there isn't there there's yeah. astronomy's in there there's languages yeah. in there yeah. there's the creative writing one in there is that snow we've got journaling in that one we've got a creative writing one in the background so we've got 30 we're launching with and we've probably got at least 3,000 ideas in our head, haven't we? And yeah. um, and we're always keen to hear other people's ideas as well, actually. So if anybody had an idea for a badge and they wanted to get in touch with us, either through our website by emailing us or on social media or anything like that, we'd always love to hear yeah. badges. We've had some great ones already, see. haven't yeah, we? We've had I know some, yeah. One lady who's recommended or suggested doing like a sign language badge, and I think that's a brilliant idea, whether that's British Sign Language or Makaton or another system, but just... Yeah. something around non-verbal communication i think i think it'd be fab so think and that hadn't that isn't something we'd necessarily considered at all is it so so yes we've got an endless endless list yes. of ideas haven't we really yeah, definitely and it keeps getting added to but yeah we're very very interested <laughs> in what other people would like to see as well because obviously we are doing this for other people yeah as, as many people as possible yeah yeah definitely so Good if luck. someone chose your badge for example um journaling you you've set activities that they can choose from or do they have to do all the activities that you've set for that batch so we have yeah so each act each challenge has five activities um that we've sort of suggested if you like so like you've just mentioned there 
journaling. Um, so I could just tell you the five activities that come under journaling. Um, so the first one is about daily reflection. So that's just about writing daily. Um, and that can be anything from just a line a day or a word, you know, to sum up that day. Or you might want to do a, an outpouring each morning, you know, three pages of morning pages or something like that. So that's one activity. Another activity is to find out about bullet journaling, which is a very specific way of journaling a very specific system um the next activity is to use prompts so to find prompts or think of your own prompts to ask yourself questions and get some inspiration um the next activity is to write about a typical day in your life and about what how that makes you feel so what things do you do in your day that bring you joy or what things are you not so keen on in your day that you'd like to improve or change so it's just about sort of reflecting on your own life and then finally uh, the fifth challenge fifth activity in that challenge is about making a bucket list essentially so making a list of things that you want to do um so that's just a suggestion um so of those activities so that would you would do those and that would be your journaling challenge um, but again, the flexibility, if you wanted to change that slightly, if you wanted to take the idea of the activity and adapt it for for yourself or for your needs, or, you know, you might have already done bullet journaling before. So you might want to look at that in a different way or look at a different type of yeah. journaling or something. Like we, we've, so. We're very keen for people to feel like they can adapt them. So we've tried to, when we've written the challenges and when we've written the activities, we've tried to write them in a way that is as inclusive as possible so that everyone feels like it's appropriate for them there are some though it's impossible to tick the box for everyone though so um i've, I've injured my knee recently i'm waiting for reconstruction on one of my knees i've got quite a uncomfortable and unpleasant sports injury so what i could do six months ago for example physically looking through some of the challenges now i just couldn't do so i'm going i would have to adapt so we're very keen for people to feel like right physically i can't do that or it, or it might be the other way around. It might be that actually, like Miriam's saying with a journaling one, oh, I've done lots of bullet journaling. Perhaps I'll challenge myself by teaching someone else how to bullet journal or by developing a different way of, of, of tracking something in my bullet journal. So we're very keen to, so we've tried to write them as generically as wrong, but as inclusively as possible, but we're very keen for people to feel like, and this is what we, we keep putting that information on the website because we, we hope people feel they're comfortable too, take that idea and, and tweak it to make sure, like Miriam said earlier, answers one of those questions. So as long as it provides a personal challenge to you, you've earned it. Okay. And the journaling, it definitely, you know, rings my bell because I, I like that kind of thing. But what about people who may be a bit sporty or maybe they want to have a focus on something a bit more physical? Like you say, could you give us an example of a badge that's a bit more uh, you know, uh, uh, less sedentary, put it like that. Absolutely. Yeah, we've got our fitness badge, um, which is pretty much exactly what you're describing there. So that is about physical fitness. Um, that one is the activities there. It's rather than doing a specific sport or activity, it's about creating your own fitness journey, if that makes sense. So, so that challenge, our fitness challenge, um, you start by working out how fit you are now. Um, and then you create yourself a goal um, and then try something new, sort of complete your goal that you've set for yourself and then look at things that um, complement your goal. So if you've set yourself like a fitness challenge, for instance, to do 100 press-ups a day or something like that, um, what else could you do to complement that? So look at what your 
eating, look at your water intake, look at your sleep and all those other things that might also complement that fitness journey. Um, and then another one we've got is the, the, we've got the Explorer, Explorer badge, one, haven't we? which is just about getting outside, really getting yeah. outside. Explore different, different environments. Environment. So that so could that be as, was... oops, sorry, I can speak. I you go for it. <laughs> okay. You're so both that's... saying the same thing, which was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the Explorer one is just about exploring different environments. So going out into a town or a city. That could be as active as you wanted, that. really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could, you could go for a, a huge hike. Yeah. Or you could just go for a little stroll around. Well, we tried to when we when we wrote that, we tried to make sure that was again as inclusive as possible. So it might be that you want to explore a new town, and that might involve walking around as much of it as possible and, and checking out landmarks and buildings. It might be that for whatever reason that town that, that town might be in a different country, or mobility might be an issue, or it might be an expensive place or a difficult place to get to on public transport. So it might be that it suits you to sit at home and take a virtual tour on a computer of that town. So we tried to make sure it's as inclusive as as possible um I don't think what else we've got movements or we've got a circus skills badge so that could be again a very active yeah. one um yeah yeah absolutely and like at the same time yeah yeah that sounds amazing. Do you have a jujitsu badge to to map what your sons are doing with their Brazilian? That could be an interesting one, couldn't it? Yeah, we could. Uh, I think we don't we, have one. At we've the got moment. a sports one, haven't we? We've got a sports one on the cards for yeah in the future that that I think we'll be looking at a particular sport. I wonder yeah. if I wonder if the grappling would be too niche. Yeah, sport. <laughs> we might end up with people going, "Oh yes, we've tried to do your jujitsu yeah. badge and we've all got injured." Yeah, that's true. So tell our listeners where they can find you. I know you mentioned your website is growbadges.com. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. About social media and things the like social that. Social media, if you jump on either Facebook or Instagram and just search for Grow Badges, it's the same handle, Grow Badges, one word on either. Um, or if you go to the website, there's, there's links on the website to the social media. You can find us on any of those. That's fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on today and talking us through your Grow Badges system. I am already like planning the badges I'm going to take. So, yes. <laughs> so it's been lovely yeah, having you on today. Said, you got any suggestions for badges you think we should make? Perhaps a podcasting badge? Perhaps that needs to be on there in the future. <laughs> I think if there's a podcasting badge, I think I may have already got my podcasting Fantastic. badge. Fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so well, much. Just straight away for that one then, couldn't you? <laughs> I could. I could just go straight to the end and be like, got that. Yeah. Been there, yeah. got the badge. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for It's been great having you both with me. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.